Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Boketov, good to see everybody. Yesterday we spoke that Hashem, at some point, when He gave the Torah to Am Yisrael, He said, from now on, I don't bless. From now on, you get blessing from the Kohanim. So, before we explain how a blessing works, which is also an important part of this uh, this uh, study, perhaps just spend a few minutes. Why did Hashem give up his beracha to the Kohanim? Kohanim is not only Kohanim. Kohanim represent the Torah of Am Israel, like it says. The Kohanim are the representatives of Hashem who's supposed to teach Torah, who's supposed to learn it, supposed to guide others. That's the job of Shevet Levi, and specifically the Kohanim. Are the, that's what they do. So it's not only a Kohen, though. It's it's a like we saw in Shohan Aruch, a person goes to Talmid Hachan to get a beracha. The question is, why did Hashem give up his beracha? So perhaps, perhaps we can answer this question with a very beautiful, beautiful Ora Haim Akadosh. Ora Haim. The one I'm going to talk about right now is commenting on a very well-known incident in the history of our people about Kiryat Yamsuf, about the splitting of the sea in Parashat Beshalach. Over there the Torah describes, it says, Vayet Moshe et yado alayam it says that Moshe, he put his hand over the water or towards the water. And then it says that they, uh, Hashem brought a wind, as you know, and then it split. So the Ora Hayim brings a well-known Midrash. That when Moshe came to split the sea, so the sea says, I'm not splitting. He told them, why should I split? Because you're saying that I should split. He says, don't forget. I was created on the third day. And you're created on the sixth day. So I have seniority. I don't have to listen to you. I'm doing my job. That's the way Hashem created me. I am not splitting. It says over there, until Hashem took his right, Hashem's right, whatever that means, and he put it, Le'emin Moshe, and that's how 
the sea split, meaning there was a major intervention needed before the sea would split. It wasn't so simple that Moshe would say, split. The sea was fighting, he needed extra help. And of course, we celebrate this great miracle every single morning, every single day. We say, as Yashir, it's one of the highlights of Jewish history. The Orah Haim HaKadosh says, he doesn't understand what's the big deal that the Yamsuf split. And he doesn't understand why Moshe Rabbeinu needed a lot of help in order to split. He needed intervention from Hashem. For what reason? He says we find In our history, people that were not as great as Moshe Rabbeinu, that they were also able to split water. And he brings a famous story. I'll read you the story in Masechet Hulin. It's a story about a great man by the name of Rabbi Pinhas ben Ya'ir. Rabbi Pinhas ben Ya'ir was a great Tana. He happens to be that the Mesilad Yesharim is based on Rabbi bin Hasbin Ya'ir's teachings. So the Gemara says that Rabbi bin Hasbin Ya'ir, his story is dating back over 2,000 years. It says about 2,000, I'm not sure exactly, it's around 2,000 years. It says over there that he was going to do a mitzvah of Pidyon Shivuim. We know what that is today. He's going to redeem captives. Captives were taken by people. They wanted money. They wanted something. So he was running, rushing to go to redeem them. As he's running towards the destination, the Pasadigamara says, which means he found that in his way was a river. The river, the name of the river is called Ginai. Of course, if you have a river, it's going to make you do a detour. It'll take him longer. Amar le, so Rabbi Pinhas ben Ya'ir, this holy Tana, he says, Ginai. He says, he calls the river by his name. Halokli memecha, ve'e'evor becha. He says, split right now your water. So I can go. Amarle. The river says what? Atahulech la sotretzon konecha. Why should I split for you? Because you're going to do the will of the your creator. Ani olech la sotretzon koni. I'm also doing the will of my creator. Why should I split for you? Why are you better than me? 
Atta, he says, in fact, I'm better than you. Atta safek ose, safek iata ose. This mission that you're on to go redeem the, the uh, captives, who says it will be successful? So maybe you will do Hashem's ratzon, maybe you won't do Hashem's ratzon. Ani, but right now me, the way I am, vadai ose. I'm for sure doing God's will by keeping the water running normally. Why should I split for you? So Rabbi Ben Hasbin Ya'ir didn't want to engage in a uh, philosophical debate with the, with the river. Amar Leh, he said to him, he said to him listen to me. Im if you do not split now, Gozreni Alecha, I decree, I will decree on you, that you will never see water again. No water will ever go through this place again. So you have a choice. Says the Gemara, Halakle. He split. Smart river. He split. There was a man traveling with him. He was going to redeem the captives. There was another man traveling with him. Where was he going? He was going to get hitim, wheat, for Pesach, to make matzot. He sells to the river. Not only for me. Oh, nice, I'm traveling with people. So, split for him also. He's also involved in a mitzvah. He's going to get wheat for uh, matzot. He split for him too. I guess it didn't split like the young soup. It split for, for one person. He told make another lane. Gemara says, there was a third fellow in this group, an Arab, that was traveling with them. Amarle, he says to the river, Split for him too. Make a third lane. Why should he split for the third? What's he doing? Says, So that people shouldn't say, they shouldn't learn from me. People are traveling with you. That's what you do with them. You leave them behind. Guys traveling with you in a caravan. You just leave and leave the guy by himself. Not dead ahead. So it says because of that. Split him. Says the order Haim Kadosh. So we see that a beeping husband Yair. Who's a great holy man. But doesn't even come close to Moshe Rabbeinu. He was able to easily split the river and he split it three times. There were no major negotiations. Hashem didn't have to intervene. No great miracles had to happen. No conditions. By Kiriatiam Suf Moshe Rabbeinu, Struggles, can't do it. Hashem has to come, intervene. He has to help him. 
How could that be? And what's the big deal that Hashem split the Yamsuf? He says, big deal we have in our history. Says the Ora Haim Kadosh, a most life-changing answer to this question. Says the Ora Haim. He says that Hashem had to make a condition. Says, Etano Harishon, Hazal say, that Hashem intervened on behalf of Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, what was this intervention? He says that Hashem made a condition with all of Ma'aseh Bereshit, with all of the creation. Listen to this condition. It may sound a little weird when you hear it, but don't rush till you actually think it through. Says the Ora Hayim Hashem made a condition with all of his creation. Lihiyot, that they should be kefufim. Kefufim means they should be bent, mean they should be like Avadim, like servants. The creation should be servants. To who? La Torah. To the Torah, the Amaleah, and those who toil in Torah, the Laasot, call Asher Yigzeru Alehem, and to do all of what they decree on them. The creation was given orders by the Creator that they are going to be an avid. To the Torah and those who toil in it. Umem shaltam alehem, and their rule over the nature is kemem shelet abore baruchu. It's like Hashem's ruling, and this will explain to you why Hashem had to intervene by Moshe Rabenu, but not by Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair. He says, When Am Yisrael left Egypt, they didn't get the Torah yet. By Kiryat Yamsuf, the Torah was not given yet to Am Yisrael. And therefore, a person comes and makes a Gezerah. They tell him, Sorry, who are you? I'm created before you. And that's why the sea would not agree to split. He says, when he told him, you Moshe were created on the sixth day, I was on the third day. He was hinting to him. He said, what do you mean by that? I'm made first, you're second. What's that? He says, Remez, ki eno ben Torah. He not a ben Torah. Why? Because if you were a Ben Torah, you come first. Because the Torah preceded the world. The Torah is the blueprint of creation. So if you were a Ben Torah, you would be existing before me. The Torah was already around. So that's why Hashem had to intervene on behalf of Moshe Rabbeinu to show him that 
He's unique. That he is a Ben Torah. And then he split. But that was only for Moshe Rabbeinu. He said, but after Kabbalah the Torah, after Hashem gave Am Yisrael the Torah, now anybody who commits himself to the Torah will now have the power of the Torah. The power of the Torah is in reality the power of Hashem. When Hashem created the world, says the Zohar, Istakel be'oraita ubara alma. He looked at the Torah and he created the world. Which means that the blueprints of the world is the Torah. Now people hear that and say blueprints. Torah is blueprints. How, did, how is the Torah going to be the blueprints of creation? What does that mean even? There's no uh, structural uh, uh, um, design. There's no numbers of how you should make the mountains and seas. What are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Istakel be'oraita. He looked at the Torah and he created the world. Where do you see in the Torah the plans for the creation? What the Zohar means is something very simple. And as I'll soon explain to you, also very obvious. Even though it's going to sound a little off when you hear it, you say, come on, really? Does that make sense? What are you talking about? I'm going to tell you right now something that you're going to look at me and say, all right, come on, we're not children. Come on, let's, 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 let's talk mature. Let's talk smart to each other. Don't, 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 talk as fool. don't talk to us like foolish people. That's what you're going to think right now. But uh, hold, your, hold your comments for a few seconds. What does it mean that Hashem looked at the Torah and created the world? What does that mean? So I'll tell you what it means. It means that every reality that you see in the world comes because it's needed in the Torah. So for example, Hashem looked in the Torah and saw that the way a human can become great, how do you make a person shalem? How do you make a person complete? Part of becoming an Ish Shalem, a complete person, a great person, you have to honor your father, you have to honor your mother. Oh! So if that's the way a person becomes complete, then guess what we have to do? We have to create a father and a create a mother. We have to make a system where there's a father and mother. Otherwise, how can people do the mitzvah of kibbud abayim? So it's not that they are parents and that's why there's a mitzvah. The mitzvah was the cause for the parents. That since to become a complete person, this is an important part of it. Like Hazal tell us we have 613 mitzvot. 613 parts of the body, it means that every, just like the body, if it's missing just one thing, 
It could be detrimental to the entire body. And for sure, missing one thing means you're not complete. So too, the Torah comes to complete every part of us, spiritually. So if kibbut avahem is part of making a complete person, well, you're going to have to make parents. How could you have kibbut avahem without parents? So Hashem looked in the Torah, Ubara Alma. Oh, it says, It says you have to love another person. Oh, well, that means you're not going to give each person his own planet. Could have done that. But no, but then how would they fulfill? How would they love each other if they don't see anybody? Oh, we're going to make people live together in cities, countries, on the same streets. People are going to get married. There's a mitzvah of shatnez. Not to mix wool and linen. Guess what you need for that? Wool and linen. If there's no wool and linen, then there's no mitzvah. So, in order for, to fulfill the mitzvah of Basar Behalav, you need milk and meat. And so too the entire creation. Hashem looked in the Torah and saw what physical world was needed based on the achievement of the Torah. So you don't have Kibud Abba'em because you have a father and mother. No. You have a father and mother because of Kibud Abba'em. That's what it means. Hashem looked at the world, at the Torah, and created the world. Now, like I said to some people, not mature-minded people, not bad people, and not, not uh, we'll call them not stupid people, just not mature-minded, when they hear this, almost inside, like it says, uh, somewhere inside, they're like uh, laughing a little. Like, I don't know if they mean to laugh, they don't want to laugh, but uh, a little bit. There's an unsettling feeling. Something is not so glut in this. Uh, what kind of thing is that? But my dear friends, there's really nothing to laugh about. There's nothing to even doubt. And in reality, as I'll explain to you, if you think in any other way, then you're ridiculous. If you don't think, meaning, I'm going to tell you now, it's so obvious that you don't need the Zohar to tell it to you. Right now, if I told you, how do you know Hashem made the world through the Torah? You'll tell me, oh, the Zohar says. But really, what I'm about to tell you is so obvious that even without the Zohar, there's no other way. Could you imagine for a second, just imagine, that you're driving today on a highway, and on the highway you realize there's this huge plot of land, like acres, acres, like a city size, and you see thousands and thousands of people working on the site with their trucks, digging, doing, whatever they do. So you're very interested to see what, what are they making here? 
What are they making here? They're interested. It's close to home. So you go, you stop your car, you go inside, you meet the head of the project, and you say, listen, I see you're doing a lot of work here. What are you guys building over here? He says, look, I'll tell you the truth. We don't know. But after we build it, we'll see. If we end up building a stadium, so we'll use it for sporting events. If we end up with office buildings, we'll put offices there. If we end up with apartments, we'll make it residential. We'll see what comes out. Now, what, what would you walk out of that conversation? You'd say to the guy, stop insulting my intelligence. Not nice to talk like that. You wouldn't accuse the simplest human of building something and then deciding what should be the purpose. That's ridiculous. So you think, what? What did you think till now? That God made the world with no purpose, no goals. After he made the world, he said, ah, you know. Father and mother is a very good mitzvah right now I can think of. Let's do kibud abba'im. I mean, we have the father and mother already. So let's just do a mitzvah for that. You think the creator of the world thought about the purpose after he made the world? If the purpose of this world is to act in a way that makes you complete, which includes so many mitzvot, so many things that we have to do in life to become a complete person, if that's the purpose of our creation, that happened after the building? How could anyone accuse even a human of such ridiculous accusations? Of course it has to be that way. You don't need a Zohar to tell you this. It's obvious that when Hashem made the world, He looked at the purpose of what people need to fulfill their purpose, and He created a world that would be able to facilitate that. But what, what, what is the other option here? There is no other option. It's Pashut. It's Shita. Of course it's that way. And since the entire world is there to facilitate that humans, people, should be able to use the world to get their shlemut. The purpose of the world is not mountains, not uh, oceans. Not elephants, not dogs. The purpose is me and you, Bishvili Olam, for each person to come into a world and given the opportunity to make themselves shalem complete. That is the purpose of creation. And since this is so, says the Ora Haim. The Torah, 
becomes the master of the creation. And the creation becomes the servant of the Torah or the Ben Torah. Because the whole world is coming to help us achieve our, our perfection, our shlemut. And don't, don't be so shocked by such a statement. The Havot Levavot says in Shara Behina. He says, What's the relationship? The great Havot Levavot says, What's the relationship between nature and the Torah? Is there any relationship there? I mean, there could be two separate things. Is there any relationship between, between a mountain and between the ocean? Not sure if there's a relationship between them. There are two things that they exist. Is there a connection between nature and the Torah? Do they have a relationship? Says the Havot Lavot, yes. The relationship is Kemadregat Ha'eved Me'adonav. He says it's like the relationship of a servant to his master. He says, Kikohotateva, because nature will behave. What's appropriate for the Torah and the Ben Torah? Again, to some people in their hearts, they might say, Come on. Well, let me read for you some Pesukim in the Torah that you read all the time. And you explain them, says the Havad If you think I'm talking like uh, things that are out of this world, Pasuk says, and you should serve Hashem, your Creator. He will bless your bread and He'll bless your water. Hashem says, I will remove sickness from within you. We say in the Torah, If you listen to Hashem's voice, and you do what's right, and you fulfill the mitzvot. All the sickness that I put in Egypt, I will not put on you. Says the Ramban, and this is all over the Torah. Every day we read Shema, every day Shema. If you listen to my mitzvot, I'm going to give you rain. I'm going to give you all. Says the Ramban, what does nature care if you do mitzvot. Since when? If you do mitzvot, then rain's going to come. What does that have to do with you? You see this throughout the Torah. Throughout the Torah you see that when a person is fulfilling what he's supposed to do, nature, the world, is programmed to assist him. To give him all the necessary tools to be able to do his job. And when he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, then nature will not behave towards him in that same way. It's throughout the Torah. It's throughout everywhere you read. You constantly read it, but you don't realize what you're reading. Whatever it says, 
Whenever it says, if you do this, this will happen. If you do this, there won't be sickness. What does sickness have to do with the person's kibud abayim? What does rain have to do with a person's mitzvot? Nothing. No, no, no. You see through the entire Torah. The Havotla was not making this up. The Ora Hayim didn't think of this when he woke up one morning. This is a fundamental, simple, simple, simple point. Anywhere in the Torah you go, you, you keep seeing it. That nature is subservient to the Ben Torah and to the Torah. And that's why when it came to Rabbi Pinhas Ben Ya'ir, there didn't need to be any intervention because the only intervention needed is that this man has the Torah with him and he's going to fulfill mitzvot. Before Matan Torah, the Yam says, well, well, there's no Torah here. What do I have to split for? Until Hashem convinced him that Moshe is a Ben Torah. He's unique even before Matan Torah. But after Matan Torah, anybody who has the Torah with him has the koah of telling the water split. Because the water is there to serve you. And if you're a true Ben Torah, and you really have that, now that's not so easy to be a true Ben Torah. But if you're a true Ben Torah, then you become a person who's elevated as the master of creation. Above nature. Yes. Above not that you're better than nature. Above nature means you're its master. It's working for you. The nature was created for you. I made the apartment for you. So of course I'm going to think about you when I make the apartment. Are you tall? Are you short? Do you need extra help? Do you need extra tools? This is the answer to the Ora Haim's question. And I think it could really answer our question too. Why did Hashem relinquish, give up the power of Beracha and say, here, I'm giving it to you guys. You do it. Because once we got the Torah, Hashem wanted to make it clear that the Berachot are by the person who's connected to the Torah. He wanted to make sure everybody understands. You want a Beracha? Go to him. Go to him. Why don't I go to you? No, no, Berin. Me and him, same. Because he has the power of Torah. Hashem wanted to make sure that we all know that the power of nature is under the Ben Torah. The person who is the learning of the Torah. Who's connected to the Torah. That is a person who is a master of this nature. And Hashem says, therefore, till now, when there was no Torah... Who blesses? I can bless. I can go and bless somebody. That he should have something above nature. Like we learned the last few days. But now that I gave the Torah to Am Yisrael, I'm out. You go to the Torah, you go to the Ben Torah, and you ask him for a blessing. He has that same power that I had when I created this world. This perhaps, perhaps, I'm sure there's more to it, or perhaps this is why Hashem said, I'm giving it up. To give us a very clear message 
that the true birachat that we should be looking for should be from a, 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 a true ben Torah, a person connected to Torah. Have a wonderful day.